0: If I am the Lorne Michaels of Florida politics, this is the Kristen Wig of, of of our enterprises, uh, the one who got away, who we always want back on, uh, Jenna Bazaka forrester uh, Currently, you are with the Naples Chamber of Commerce. How are you? Tell us what you do there.
1: Hi, I'm doing well. So I'm the, I left Peter and uh, joined the Naples Chamber as the Director of Government Relations. So when people ask me about my job and if I ever miss journalism, I, I tell them it's just a different flavor of ice cream because I'm, I'm doing so much of the same thing um, every day, writing, talking to people about government. So I'm just on the other side now.
0: Um, so we're going to ask you the regular questions, but, yeah. but first we're going to, we will there I'll, I'll give you me uh, but first I will uh, we'll have a let's talk a little bit about the media just because your experience with it how long uh, were you in journalism where you were I know that you were with the Naples Daily News but what did your career entail um, before you came to Florida politics
1: so I spent 10 years at the Naples Daily News I joined in 2005 right after Wilma um, so in December of that year and left in December of 2015. My last day at the Naples Daily News was actually my 10-year anniversary. Um, So while there, I covered pretty much every type of government. I started off covering school board back in the heyday when there were four reporters covering schools in Collier and Lee counties. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't even the main, like, school board reporter. I was the second string. I was the back school reporter in Collier County. So they had teams of two, like, two City Hall reporters in Naples and Benita Springs.
0: Um, Can I ask you one question yes. before you get too far along? What kind of cake do you serve at a 10-year anniversary going away? Like, is that for she's a jolly good fellow? Or well, is that, would- like, is it awkward
1: it was it was awkward. Um, I didn't want anything. Like, my ideal going away was just, like, ghosting. It was just, like... Okay. Yeah. Like, I would have preferred to have just taken, like, two weeks of vacation um, and just not shown up again. But it was uh, the right before the start of the legislative session. I think it was red velvet cake. I don't remember it being very good. And I don't remember if there was a writing on it. I do remember that John, my husband who was no longer at the Naples daily news came in for like the going away party and had to like whisper in my ear to eat the damn cake during it. Like Uh that. Yeah. I don't like a lot of attention though. either. I don't know if you realize this, but I like do not like standing in front of a bunch of people who are clapping at me. That
0: stresses me out. You're stressed out about it. Like right now, just, talking about it, like it you're it imagining is. it happening. I'm,
1: here. Getting hot. I'm starting to sweat like that's yeah um but no so then I covered city hall and county commission and then at a certain point they decided that I would be better served like writing government enterprise stories and I went after a couple of years doing that I was tapped to be the relief reporter for Tallahassee so I think I did all told including my time in, with the court of politics, maybe like four or five sessions, maybe more okay. in Tallahassee. And yeah, I left in 2015. Uh, you offered me a job the day after Gannett bought us. Like <laughs> the day Gannett, the Gannett deal was announced. Uh, you tweeted something and I jokingly said to our friend, Rosica, like, you think I should call him? And within two hours, you had sent me an email that we should talk.
0: I remember Rossica sending that email and he's just like, I think, you know, and I'm like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Um, and I, for, it's such a, I, I think very highly of Jenna. I'm saying this to the audience. Like yeah. we were, um, she, you were so good. Um, I think, I think in a way, you're underrated. Uh, your time in, at covering the legislature was underrated. I know there's some flashier reporters up there that are snarkier and things like that. But your um, ability to get along with your delegation, which is quite honestly, like it isn't the most it's not the flashiest delegation. Yes, Kathleen Pasadomo is going into leadership, but it's not like the 305. It's not like Tampa Bay. Um, and so it's a little bit harder yeah. to generate news out of there. Um And I just, you know, I thought you did a a really remarkable job with that. And I think you're a gifted writer. I still uh, enjoy seeing when you write. And even your Facebook posts are mildly entertaining. So um, (laughs) it's funny. Gannett, I think today, no, it wasn't Gannett. It's the Sun Sentinel and the Orlando Sentinel announced furloughs. Um, uh, And I guess that's company-wide for the whole Sentinel organization, but that your people are going to have to take three weeks off, uh, over the next three months. So basically you're working three weeks out of every four. Um, and like John Kennedy is on furlough for Gannett right now. And he, I mean, he represents, I mean, John Kennedy is the one report state reporter for all the newspapers that aren't the Sentinel, the Miami Herald or the Tampa Bay times. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we have friends who are still at the Naples Daily News, um, who are on furlough this week, uh, who were (coughs) furloughed previously, who are getting ready to go on furlough. And it's just, it's really baffling because this is like a crisis. And that's when people, when reporters need to be working and thriving. But then on the other hand, is it better than the alternative? So, you know, three weeks, of furlough over three months or laying off more people I don't know it's a six and one half dozen the other kind of situation
0: um as somebody who thinks about these decisions I would decimate and, and and go one out of every 10 people and lay off and make the other nine feel secure yeah um like and I'm not that's not like some great solution it's just I don't think – and I think part of the reason why you get into furloughs is because, because some of these people are union workers, not all of these people impacted mm-hmm. here, you can't fire anybody. So you have to work through the furlough system, whereas I do think it would be like, hey, you know, reporter who has been with us for 29 years, you're retiring in a year anyways. Why don't we get you halfway there and you save the jobs of, you know, the other nine people – that I can afford to keep. And I know that that's not a pleasant discussion, but I, yes, I would go with decimation as opposed to um, to furloughing. And so I'm sure that the people on the Florida Politics Slack channel will be happy to hear that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh When I <laughs> make that decision. Um, did you, um, <clears throat> who was your favorite Capitol Press Corps person to work with?
1: Oh, I mean, Jim Roska.
0: Is it really? Did you re- it I mean, really? It
1: is- really is. It really is. And like Gary Finout, those two would probably be some of my favorites. Okay. But, but Jim Roska is probably number. He's my work wife, and has been my work wife for a really long time. So I'm sure your listeners remember the the very short lived Scribune Bureau. So yes. Inca. You know, Scripps and, and Tribune work to get the Tampa tape or Tampa Tribune. Um, so, like, Jim was there then, and that's how we got to know each other. But I remember before going up there and sitting behind Jim in, like, the press galleries and just hearing his, like, deep sighs, which if anybody knows Rossica, like, they know what it sounds like, huh. and, just like, being tickled. And we, I mean, we're still friends today. We still talk regularly. And Find Out was always just, you know as somebody who only went up there briefly, you know, you're only up there a couple of months a year as a Ruin leave reporter, things are harder to catch on to. It's it's not it's you're not as quick as me giddy up sometimes. Find out was always very helpful and, you know, made it easy to go up there and make that transition. So that's that's what I would say my favorite work.
0: There is um, you know, I say it about Jim. Like Jim reminds me in a lot of ways like of one of these, like, like Gene Hackman. Like, these character actors that, like, we didn't see them before they were 45. Like, they just started winning Best Supporting Actor. Like, they were just born as grizzled veteran. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like... And obviously, Jim was a lawyer early on and was in Philadelphia, so of course we really didn't see him. But I just feel like Jim was born at 45. Like, yeah. he was just born as, as that person. Um, and, yeah, he's... He's really, he's a very funny person. Like, okay. um, uh, his, his dry sense of humor um, is is really, really um, fun to have around. And to, like, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I never really call any of you all that often, but maybe, like, once a month. I remember I did that to you one time. I tried to do one of my jokes, I think. Oh, like, yeah. Uh-huh. And Michelle was just like, she's not going to find that funny. And you clearly did not find it funny. <laughs> um no <laughs> but like i could do that with rossica and Rosica would kind of get into it on his end um and he'd answer the phone you know like you'd be like rossica and I, I don't even know why that made me laugh but it just became part of the banter and um he was he's definitely and gary you know gary um he's a you know he's a big bear of a guy too and um he can be prickly, like, you know, and he get he and I get prickly with each other. Um, but he's actually been and he probably hate to admit it, like he's always been there for me, like on questions that I've had. Um, you know, many times I'll go to him I'm like, hey, by the way, who's out there that's looking for a job? I need to fill in this place. Um, he's you know, we'll get together and talk shop for like an hour and a half on the phone. Um, you know what we're hearing about this and that and this and that. Um, And as you kind of alluded to, or you speak to, his knowledge of the process is still very, 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 very good. I don't know that anybody is a a student of government as much as as Gary is. So um, it's worth talking to. How is John doing with all of this? John Um, is is, uh, Jenna's husband.
1: Yeah, so... So my time at Florida politics made it, this transition to work from home here like, for me. So I, you know, I spent 18 months working from home. At that time we had a three bedroom house. I had a dedicated office space, a great pool. We're now in a condo, which is larger than our home, but open space. So John, uh, I've been working, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was working from home for six weeks. Um, we moved probably the second week of March to a voluntary work from home, voluntary encouraged uh, work from home situation at the chamber. And then, you know, when the safer at home order came down, we were all working from home. John's been home, and John's the director of community relations at the Humane Society, at Humane Society Naples. He's been home like for four weeks. And we've learned that A, we're both really loud. like. Uh. Even our natural talking voice, like, and all of our conference calls are scheduled at the same time. Uh, we and we've really just like this has put the the hammer and the the nail in the coffin of like any discussion we ever had about saying like maybe someday we'll strike out on our own, hang our own shingle, and open like a public affairs firm together. We will kill each other. So like it's it's really been been interesting in that aspect but John's like the ultimate extra. So he is, he's definitely uh, wishing he was out more talking to more people and like seeing people other than his wife. Not that he doesn't love seeing me and spending time with me. It's I think, uh,
0: yeah, you know, it's hard. Don't you and Michelle have the same, like, um, we've spots? got places to hide. I mean, I've yeah. got a man cave and an office. So, um, you know, there's that. And plus, like, I've just approached, I approached marriage and fatherhood uh, with the attitude, like, you know, and this is like the joke of sitcoms. Like, you know, your wife is always asking you, you know, to do stuff. You know, can you take out the garbage? Can you bring this here? And you're like, yeah. but that, you're 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 already there. I just made a decision very early on and <laughs> I, it became a discipline. Like, I'm just going to get it and bring it to her. As annoying as it could be. And... You know, for the first six months of our marriage doing that, you know, that was annoying. And yes, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm having to get up to get her a soda when I'm clearly watching <laughs> The Wire right now. Um, but having got past that, I really don't have that issue that a lot of other people have. And then second, you know, with the Ella Joyce component, I, have you know, like people that say like, oh, we're babysitting our kids or whatever. I'm like, oh, my God, that's your kid. Don't you want to hang out with them? And I know that that's easy because we have a good child. But, you know, I enjoy hanging out with Ella Joyce and Michelle. And so, um, like, there's really nobody else I'd want to hang out with. So, and there, again, there's a lot of room to hide in this house. Like, Michelle definitely locks it down. Like, I made the mistake of, like, interrupting Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the, the debut last week. And you would have thought... Um, you know, that, I mean, that I had committed some sort of capital offense. And so, you know, there's just, there's that balance on that. Um I want to ask you because-
1: Oh, I hold on real okay. quick. I should specify, John isn't here, but he can probably sense it. He does enjoy spending time with me. So I, I should say that that, it is- uh, but we're finding, like you know, all the things that we just have totally different work experiences. So, like, I need to have the TV on or news on at all times. Like, I need to have sound going. Okay. And he like can there? He's multiple times been like, "Can you just can we have an hour of quiet time?" So it's just we, yeah. But uh, but we're doing a lot of happy hours too. So that's helpful.
0: I'm I'm sure that you are. I like the Zoom happy hour. Listen, it. I don't need to go over to somebody's house for four hours. Like. A nice half hour to an hour and we catch up and it's like, this is not a bad, it's not a bad system. Yeah, we are going through a lot of alcohol though. Yeah, yeah. Like, today we had to pull up
1: like the alcohol delivery service, like see what was delivering in our neighborhood because like we're starting to deplete our our selection, especially like of non-whiskey things because he's a whiskey drinker and I am not, so...
0: You also like me and Michelle. You're and I. I hate that term foodie. That's like so. It's like saying the word hip. Yeah. Um, but until they come up with a better word, I mean, you enjoy um, the restaurant scene in Naples, which is a robust. You know, it's a night it's you've got a, a an affluent community. So there's some really nice restaurants there. Um, and so it's been a change of pace, I'm sure, for you all. But so, how are you adjusting to that part? Like, are you Like we found something last night, which was awesome. And it's, it's both bougie, but it's also empowering. There's a laid off chef and a, or a furloughed chef and a furloughed GM. They were cooking. We had Coco Vin last night, um, you know, from a, from a French chef and it was $45. I mean, and they dropped it off. I mean, even, even after tipping somebody, I don't know that we could have had that same meal for anything like that. And it was better than, uh, you know, I don't know, anything that we could have found on Uber Eats. So it's not even an adjustment. That's a luxury that a lot of people wouldn't even have. But are you, how are you doing with uh, so uh, with all of this?
1: We're big at home cooks. Number one, okay. so entertain, entertain a lot. So we're cooking a lot more, obviously just for ourselves. Um, but, so this all hit, uh, you know, you mentioned Naples is affluent. Like we are so seasonal down here. I, I know lots of places say this, we're so seasonal. This hit, um, during the height of our season. So, you know, there were events like gala and everything. Like this was the, one of the busiest months for restaurants, everything. So this just like really a big hit to our economy and our lives. I mean, so we went from our February was pretty much every weekend at an event at something to March, just being like totally cleared, And all of our, you know, our restaurants, this is one of the busiest times for them down here in Southwest Florida. And they're all really, really having a hard time trying to figure out how to, how to survive. So we're doing our part. We, uh, we have a friend who owns um, a, whose family owns a couple of restaurants and a bakery in town, Tony's off third and
0: i've seen you cite that one on facebook
1: we go downtown go multiple times a week probably more than we should to get what we're calling pandemic pastries um so right now for lunch i'm eating a giant cinnamon roll i think it's probably the size of your head Um, (laughs) and they're amazing and it's locally owned you know we places we're trying to frequent the places that we would be going on a normal weekend so for us that's places like Ridgeway's, um bar and grill tony's off third uh you know, so we have some really fun restaurants in town that are making changes. They're doing the delivery themselves. They're doing, like so many other places, um, batch cocktails. So for our happy yeah. hour last week, we went to um, a restaurant called The French and got a bunch of batch cocktails and had those. Um, yeah, so we're trying to keep I it. I love
0: the cocktails to go rule, by the way. I don't know how they're going to
1: they're, How can you put that genie back. That back in.
0: Now, no. there's is uh, 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 the only danger to it is like we go to a place that's close to us noble crust and you know you get the one drink and you're like by the time you get home you're like I hope there's a restaurant on the way there so that I can finish. I mean it's it's not encouraging the best behavior but yeah. you know what are you gonna so do
1: we haven't I haven't found a place that does them by the, like the glass yet ours are mostly like giant like I'm not that your listeners can see but I'm like making my hands. Large, like, um, but so we're talking like Crowler or like small growler type things is how we're we've been getting them. So you have to go home and do like a little bit extra work, like shake it in the cocktail shaker. Um, there's been a couple of places though that are like, we'll sell you all the stuff for 80 bucks to make margaritas. So they sell you the mix, the tequila, everything. So it's really nice to see how some of our favorite places are being creative.
0: It is, um, like, you're, you're going to see, I, I can't, like, I've been talking about the restaurant business with people for the last, like, 48 hours for some reason, trying to figure out, like, how, how they come back because it's like, how does a restaurant that had 250 seats, you know, now that it can maybe serve 80 to 100, how does, how do they, it's you know, people are just like, well, they just order less food. I'm like, no, 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 they still have fixed overhead costs like rent that they're never going to be able to catch up on.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, down here, so many of our places are fine dining or finer dining. You know, we don't have a lot of, maybe I'll probably get fact-checked about this, but we don't have a lot of like uh, fast casual, those kind of things. You know, the places that would really be able to move quickly to uh, take out or drive through services. You know, we're talking about like Sit down restaurants. That's, you know, we have Fifth Avenue South, which is one of our busiest tourist streets. And it's just restaurant after restaurant after restaurant. And these are places you're going and having a meal. Um
0: how you got all, I mean you got a community of older, not older uh, older, older, okay. older millionaires and the highest per capita. Um, I mean, so yeah, you're gonna have this great restaurant scene, and it's not built for Uber Eats and yeah. Uh, and that kind of thing. No, you're right. I mean, it's meant for that crowd. Um, Yeah, I
1: mean, it's meant for people to go and sit down and enjoy and, like, have a communal experience. So it's interesting, and it's happy to see the places that, you know, we love around town that are making adjustments. And it's also, like, what's it going to look like in six months, you know, when we start coming back onto season?
0: All right, let me ask you the questions. This is, these are... Uh, supposed to be bite-sized episodes, but they keep getting longer and longer because I, I'm enjoying talking to people. Which is that like, is. it's such a selfish endeavor doing this podcast. I, I, I mean, John was mad that he wasn't going to be home when
1: you. <laughs> he's, he's upset. He's been like, we should, we should do this with him.
0: Um, I just, I miss people. I mean, yeah. to an extent. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like I'll, I'll go back in my shell after two months out, but it's like. I do, I just do. I told Michelle, I just want to go someplace where somebody calls me Mr. Shorsch and I can, you know, throw it. I just want to go to the Benoit so bad I can scream. I just want to go in and, you know, tip all my, my, you know, I want people to fake that they like me because I'm going to give them money at the end of the night. I mean, just all the things we take for granted. We've been um, having
1: a conversation with like our friends about, you know, oh, when will you feel comfortable going here doing this? and me a little bit more than John, but we've been like, as soon as they reopen, like I'm already planning our, you know, my birthday was earlier this month, we were gonna go out of town and obviously that went to hell in a handbasket. Um, So I'm already planning, like as soon as we can travel, like here's where we're going to go. Like we're going to St. Petersburg, we're staying at the Benoit, I'm drinking as many of the delicious gin, 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 gin drinks I can drink, like this is the plan.
0: You know the Vinoy is still open, which is like crazy. Like they're the, uh, just the hotel. Like Um, the
1: club though, right? Like, so it's a
0: club. The Vinoy hotel is open. None of the restaurants, but the Vinoy club, which is, for people that don't know, it's, it's, uh, the Vinoy hotel has a, has a club aspect to it for the golf course. Um, that is about a mile and a half away inside of old Northeast St. Petersburg or Snell Isle, St. Petersburg. Um, and so there's that aspect to it. And that place is jamming because it's a golf course. Right. And so people like, I've gone over there a couple of times to pick up food because the club grill is still open doing to go food as their way of keeping their uh, employees going. But there's 60, 70 people buzzing around the golf course, uh, area, like not just the course itself, but the, you know, getting the cart and getting, Uh, your clubs and all that stuff. It's crazy how busy that place is right now. Um, It's a little like I kind of like roll up the windows and get my mask on. (laughs) A little frightening that way. All right. So when did coronavirus get real for you?
1: It was like, I'm slow to the game, clearly, but it was, you know, we've been working from home, things have been canceled, but when it really became sort of like Wow, this is a really scary big thing. It's probably two or three weeks ago. Um, and me and a couple of girlfriends went on a socially distanced essential activity walk, six feet apart, um, oh. in downtown Naples. And this time of year, like I said before, you know, this is busy time. End of March, it's crazy busy. People everywhere. We were able to walk. You could look down the street and roll a bowling ball down Fifth Avenue South, down Third Street South, not hit anyone. On the streets, you know, everything was blocked off. You couldn't sit on a bench. And you just had people, like, walking in the middle of the street trying to, like, keep their distance. And it was mm. just a really creepy, eerie thing that when you think about what Naples, what Collier County is like, generally speaking at this time of year that things change so quickly that, you know, three weeks earlier, it was crazy. We were all busy and planning for another really successful season.
0: I think people are, you bring up a good point here about the seasons of Florida. And I think people don't realize that like, Hey, we've only got about another month before we all melt away uh, because of the heat. Like if we don't, it's like, there is no business. I mean, the deadest months here um, are those super hot months that are going to be, we're going to be reopening to. And so, like, we don't go to Disney World uh, in July. I mean, I'm, I know that there are people that go. I'm not, don't get me wrong. And there's a whole summer vacation crowd. But you're right. Like, our boom is, you know, spring training and, mm-hmm. you know, the awesome times that are like right now when it's like 84 degrees out there, spring break. All that stuff. This is our. This is the bread and butter period. Yeah. This isn't just like we're not just losing two months. We're losing our our key months. And then you know you're going to ask us to try and reopen in June and July when you know the, the the folks from up north are not down here.
1: Yeah, and so we live in a condo community. We moved from a single family to a condo community about three years ago. We are unsurprisingly the youngest people in our community. It has approximately seventy five units only about 25 are filled year round so right now we would still be at full capacity but in the past couple of weeks we've already been seeing some of our seasonal neighbors going home because they're worried if they drive like what's going to happen as they drive from here to florida to you know wherever they're going because are they going to be able to fall into hotels are they going to be able to find places to stop and eat Are gas stations going to be open are there going to be checkpoints um and on the flip side, like people keep, there's, we have one neighbor who said that they tried to leave a month ago to avoid all this stuff, but their flights keep getting delayed. So now they just are stuck here and trying to figure out when, when can they get back, but also what's gonna happen when they get back to their home state? Are they gonna have to quarantine for a couple of weeks because yeah. in Florida, a hot spot? How's that work? And I just uh, think, like, like you were saying, you know, when you think about the economic, economic chamber hat for a second, But when you think about the economic impact, this was the best, you know, these were the the good, this was season, this was when we would get all of our snowbirds down here in South Florida and Southwest Florida. You come out in a best case scenario, you know, all the orders are lifted by the beginning of June. And then what? That's a slow season. Nobody wants to go out. No one's doing, very few people are doing this, like, Robust business in June, July, August. No one, even the people who live here, don't want to be here in
0: September. No. So now it's we're all in North Carolina. I mean, that like we, it's it's going to be. I don't know. Unless we're all going to be construction workers all of a sudden. Um, Okay, what was your last normal day like?
1: It was March sixth. I looked it up. It's it's not it's not like in my head. I marked. I did look it up um, before because you gave me fair warning what we we're going to talk about. But it was like a perfectly. It was a Friday. It was a perfectly normal work day. So you know, you went to work. I did all worked in the office. I had meetings. That evening, we went to a friend's house for oh, my husband's whiskey club for dinner. We like.
0: Of did. course, he's a part of a whiskey club.
1: Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. Of course, he is. Yeah. If he could wear bow ties, he'd wear bow ties. I mean, John, how fussy does it get? And he would be the one who says that. Um, But yeah, so it was the beginning of March. It was like the last real normal day. I think it was probably the next week when we started working from, we were encouraged to work from home. Um, And then it just kind of all started changing from there. We had some people over for a birthday party that next weekend, but again, it was like people were canceling because they were sick and they didn't want to infect people. So yeah, beginning of March, last really normal day.
0: Ella Joyce and Michelle are in the background. The pups, uh, they're they were bringing me some sort of little special treat, and so, oh my gosh, uh, I love it, Ella's shirt. It's the it's the uh, it's hunkering down. Like you gotta have like some like. Uh, Dean Cannon was just on. He had like this whole like like people were putting away groceries, and I'm like, "What's going on?" It's like, "Oh, the girls are just putting away everything." I'm like, "Okay, that makes it's hunkering <laughs> down. It's not meant to be in the studio." Um, now, this I'm gonna I'm sure this is gonna be a tough challenge for you to limit it to three, uh, okay. given your knowledge of uh, of just cool things. But so, give me three recommendations on what people should take check out while they're hunkering down. So
1: we have um, been, I have been really into World War II. John would kill me if I said we, um, but we watched The Hunters. Uh, he would like to tell, he ah. to tell me that I've turned into like everybody's 75-year-old dad. Um, <laughs> so we watched The you know, Hunters on Amazon Prime with Al Pacino. And after that, um, we've been watching The Man in the High
0: Castle. And so that's, that's something we've been really into. How is hunters is it Is it worth checking out like i I got the feeling yeah. it was good but not great. It was really good and ridiculous, like
1: okay, as ridiculous as it could get, that's how ridiculous it was. It was just it was really enjoyable. We watched okay. it in a whole and like, you know, as long as you don't mind violence and swearing,
0: We live for violence and swearing on this podcast.
1: Yeah, then I would watch it. Uh, Man in the High Castle, less violence and less swearing, and it's a a bit slower to get into, but also on Amazon Prime. Um, that's what we've been watching, I've been watching. I have been, um, really into baking for the past year. Um, uh, I had some family, my parents passed away last year, and so I've had to find something to, like, do, um, and that was baking bread. So... I'm not sure this is a recommendation that everyone can take because access to flour and yeast, apparently there's a run on that as well as toilet paper, but I've been making crazy amounts of bread, which is, uh, leading to people to getting our neighbors and friends are getting like random bread fairy drops on their doorsteps every once in a while. That's very cool. Yeah. Like I attempted overnight to make a sourdough bread, but had a complete failure. Um, but, you know, it's something to do. It's making all of our waistlines
0: stretch. Oh, yeah. we've all put on the freshman 15 with this. It's the yeah. like, same. that it's I I was in shape going. I was turned my in, oh, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm so yeah. disappointed, but it's like you. it's 930 and you still are up and, you know, all right, I'll have a drink. You know, what are you going to do? Right. I mean. My coffee intake has gone
1: way through the roof, which is saying something because I was already a big coffee drinker. But um, so that's two things. I mean, I guess the third thing is we're just trying to get outside when we can. So um, I go for, we go for walks around the lake. We, I'm doing ones downtown. And so that's kind of, I guess, the three things. They're kind of boring. Also watching a lot of Housewives. Like I'm rewatching. Oh my gosh!
0: Oh my gosh! For now, I okay. And uh, I
1: started New York from the beginning.
0: Like that show is so. No, you're wrong. It's just I and like listen. I'm a fan of the concept and the franchise and what it did for Bravo, but it's just like it just seems so played out at this point. And they just those women just yell at each other all the time. It's just so. I don't know. So the
1: argument I make is like, it's a more fun version of the news. Like, think about it. Think about what you're listening to when you put on CNN or MSNBC or Fox. Yes. Yeah. All it is, is like a much better dressed version of that.
0: And they are like, I do watch some of those women and you're just like, you know, they are dressed to the nines. They are, they are beautiful. Most of them are beautiful women. And it is a they're 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 they just happen to be in like a five thousand dollar Versace you know uh, dress as they're waking up. I mean it's it's amazing. The, I mean that's uh, what I wear right
1: most, most days. Is that <laughs> is that not what everybody else is doing? Like that's why their, that's why you wanted me
0: to Skype this uh, or video this one.
1: Like I should one. take off these shoes, is what you're saying?
0: I'm 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 literally like you I I'm thank God for Tommy Bahama long sleeve t-shirts. It's like what I've worn for, I just want to wear, I just want to wear a blazer. That's all I want. I just want to, I just want to go out and like have a reason to wear um, like Aaron Gober, the guy who makes all the suits for people yeah. in Tallahassee, like he keeps sending me blazers and I'm like, buddy, I'm like, there's nothing I could do with them at this point. Like I got this tuxedo one that I'm just like, I don't know when the next formal event is going to be ever much less, um, you know, uh, in the next couple of months. So, all right, well, it has been good to catch up with you. This has uh, been fun to hunker down. We love following you on. I lo- I, I always, like, enjoy your... It seems like, you know, I, and you and I have talked about it, like, offline. You've got this great, vibrant social life. You guys are Zooming. You're having a good time. And so I always... It, I, it, I live vicariously through you and John's active life.
1: I mean, that's mostly because we have a kid-free life. Like, we... We uh, do not have children, which I don't know if is a good thing or a bad, like, how it changes this whole quarantine thing. I mean, that's a whole another conversation.
0: Oh, it's a whole, that's a whole podcast.
1: Yeah. Huh. But, I mean, we don't have that. So all of our friends, though, do. So it does, it's all a facade. Our lives are not that exciting because now all of our friends are teaching school, too.
0: Yes, it's amazing. We've all become public school teachers overnight, and we're now... We realize why we need to pay them more. Yeah. All right. You take care. Thanks for coming on today. And we'll uh, catch up soon.
1: Thanks.